Hmm. Well, I have so much to say. I don't even know where to start. What up, dog? Did you go outside? Good for you. Well, sounds like you wore yourself out going out there. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good dog. What you doing? I'm recording. So you better just chill out, huh? I know. I turned both air conditioners off. Well, you know, it's too noisy with those. I know that makes you warmer. But thank you. Okay. So if you don't mind, we're in the middle of a recording here. And I haven't even... Oh, boy. No. No, we're not doing that. Uh, hello, universe. What's up? Um, while I give my dog some much-needed love, apparently, um, which isn't fair, because, come on, no dogs love more than you. Um, well, I've, uh, I've honestly been trying to find some level of, hmm, uh, presentable polish, some sense of how can I communicate more effectively? How can I sequence a bombardment of, of truth into a narrative of interest enough to convey what I'm learning, what's happening to me, how I'm fundamentally recovering myself from myself in real time to have a compass heading of purpose and intent that I never believed I could experience. And because I am experiencing this, I feel compelled to document my travel, my journey, all these cliche concepts we have about what passing of time and linear recognition of growth creates. Because I'm none of that. I'm not a hero. I'm not a. I mean, I'm literally looking at my finger right now, wondering if that's a little bit of marijuana concentrate that was on the end of that spoon earlier, and that's why my knuckle is sticky. That's who I am. I'm a guy who has nothing but distracted thoughts about this crazy experience of human life. But they distract me in a way that is at least interesting to me and at their core can leave me fascinated, dumbfounded, and awestruck all at the same time. And I've been spinning around on that top for about two months now. And a lot of that's been inwardly pointed because I don't know that I'm not going crazy. But everything I keep pulling together, and pulling together is a, it's a bad description. Because I'm not out there tugging on ropes, seeing where there's resistance, and trying to pull harder on those concepts as if there's an escalation of purpose in finding that which against which you have the most headwind. In some ways, I've thought I've played life that way. I've tried to seek out ultimate challenge. 
I'd even talk myself sometimes into the idea that my most misfit acts, at least societally misfit, were as if I were teaching a seven-year-old to play chess and thus pulling pieces off the board to make the game more competitive. If I hamstring my way to this disadvantage, well, maybe now the playing field is level. I mean, you want to talk about hubris, right? To be able to spin your own twisted, <laughs> self-directed and self-combusting demise, at least according to blank and blank criteria. Well, if you can spin those events of odd decision-making into a win, well, why wouldn't you? Well, you wouldn't because it's not the truth. The truth matters. And for fuck's sake, we don't all get to be perfect. We don't even all get to be top 10%. I mean, obviously, by its very nature, we can't all be top 10%. Because the only way for that to be possible is if we're all at the even level of exactly the same, and then there is no percentage of advantage. And, I know that sounds like gobbledygook, but that's actually true. Just like wearing two hats on your head means one of them is going to fall off. While the other one does stay on, though. But it's, uh, I don't mean to put on two hats. But do you know that more than once I've been out in public and someone had to tell me that I was wearing two hats? And I didn't know it? So... <laughs> when somebody tells me that now and it hasn't happened a third time I, I would like to believe it will never happen again but let's say that it could happen a third time it'll be an odd time for that person to experience my gratitude and overwhelming thanks because unless they're the first person I run into that means other people thought I intended to do that and left me alone. I never intend to leave the house with two baseball hats on my head. And uh, the only way it can happen is if I'm in the process of cleaning up something and two of them are laying next to each other, I'll throw them both on my head with the concept that these both need to go on the hook and then forget that I did that and then leave the house without ever, having ever looked at myself. So there is a reason that it's happened more than once. And I don't give a shit what I look like in public. But I do care that I look like I'm insane if I'm wearing two baseball hats at the grocery store. Maybe I do look insane if I do that. Or at the very least, like I'm fashionably illiterate. Which I am. I am totally fashionably illiterate. But you know, there's a line to draw two baseball hats isn't fashionably illiterate it's a balance game I don't even want to be trying to play it's a mistake it's a whoops it's a I was trying to clean up the kitchen that's why I'm wearing two hats moment but to the rest of the world well fuck man might as well have been talking about the Iraq and the other Iraq and the sorry Miss Teen South Carolina I don't mean to bring you up but we can all have a moment in public that we don't mean to have. 
It happens. And we don't need to be judged by that shit. And I refuse to play these games anymore. I'm tired of thinking what other people think because what other people think doesn't matter. In the long run, if it does matter, they'll be thinking everything you thought anyway. So the cloaking of concept and the idea that you can have actions that can be judged in a way that matters more than the way you judge yourself. Well, there's one universal truth I've come to know. Nobody judges themselves more harshly than ourselves. And that's down to the very level of your soul. Because in the long run, all of us are here to learn something about ourselves. That's what I didn't get for so long. I thought I was here to meet the expectations of those around me or to live up to the slot society was going to place me in if I just did these things to this level, to this point of interest. Here's my reward. I get to play this character. What's your name? Dr. Copeland? Ha 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 No, you can call me John. Forever. Because that's all I am. But what I do here matters to me. And will for the rest of eternity. But not to the rest of you. Except that you're here playing the same game with me. So our actions do have this swirl of influence upon which the rest of the characters get to have their experience of improvement and knowledge to contain within contact to themselves. It's that simple. So, can it all go wrong? Well, yeah. But did you play a part in that if it does? Yeah, you did. And so did the people around you. And you may be locked in that tidal pool of learning a lesson where your swirl of influence has been contained until you fucking figure it out. And I might be in that title pool. <laughs> Boy, I can sure see some of the characters playing their roles around me now. Or maybe I just set the board to be at the most disadvantaged position because I like challenges. I always have. I really have. And don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm saying I was always capable of facing the triathlete challenges out there. There are some places where I clearly would draw the line against myself. But most of that stuff I was taught. Okay, I'm a poor swimmer. Frankly, when you get right down to it, I guess I'm a little afraid of water. So I probably died in a drowning accident somewhere back in the back. Or somebody intentionally drowned me back in the back. Let's say both of those have some chance of being out there. But regardless, I'm never going to win a triathlon because I never have enough of a relationship with water to truly overcome my fear of being in it. And that doesn't even start with the shark stuff. But I don't remember having many limitations on myself other than fear of water, fear of fire. I think I've died in every possible way because I am terrified of like dying in a fire, dying in water, dying in 
suffocation. And these aren't subconscious fears. Like I'm tangibly afraid of dying in a fire. You just, if, if I have to go and society is determined, we can all go on, but that one has to go if we're going to do it. Just don't kill me in a fire. And then don't drown me and don't suffocate me. Because apparently those are fears I'll never overcome. But the fear of not being good enough, the fear of not thinking I deserve it, the fear of believing that I'm a problem, oh, that's all shit I got taught. No, that's all shit I fell for. I'm strong enough to have seen it. But I opted for the easy road. What do you know? <sighs> I gotta warn you, my tears and truth meter have been off the charts. And I've been, like, I have been, I'm literally, there are two tears rolling down my face right now. Do I sound like I'm crying? No. I've been so overwhelmed with emotion that I almost feel like I must be grieving something huge. Like something has happened. I think there's been a cataclysm in the meta worlds. And I don't know that this isn't the last of what's left of our chances. Like the way I see it is there's always these probabilities of stuff that can happen. And everything that's happening is encouraging and discouraging the next event's probable outcomes. So we all have a swirling influence over not just what happens going forward, but what's happened in the past. And I have not figured out how all that works. So don't pretend that any of this stuff even makes sense to anybody other than I've seen it enough in its incarnations. And a lot of this is subconscious. So just bear out that I'm trying to come to peace with being almost <sighs> bombardment is the word if you keep getting signals in a capacity that you cannot deny they're out there and then you start paying attention to them and you start feeling like the world is almost like a, an unrecognizable puzzle starts putting pieces together in front of you and you have to say I didn't even know I was playing this game that's what I'm going through and I'll get way more into this. I've already gotten into it for a hundred and something episodes, so if you don't think I'm working this out in real time, well, you're crazy. Because we're all working this out in real time. And my real time has crystallized out of a fog that I thought was just what life was. Because I knew I had a skill set that was ready for almost anything. I just had no motivation to devote it to it one, two, or even three things. I wanted to experience it all at the highest, most intense level possible. Because if you've done this enough, I think you come in triggered to behave certain ways. And one is to just attack the world with your curiosity, your interests, and your motivation to see it all. Because at some point, what else are you here for? It's your turn to experience life at the 3D level. 
And at this level, we create the universe. We decide we're going to play. I didn't know that. And if you do instead show up here and act as if it's not an amusement park in which to enjoy the rides, it's a construct of metal and other materials that appear to have been created to take advantage of the physics of this universe that allow for things like circular momentum. Well, yeah, that's kind of what a roller coaster is. But a roller coaster is a fucking thrill ride. If instead you spend your entire conscious moments measuring it, y'all have missed the point. <laughs>